Thanks for joining us at the Off Talk podcast series, where we discuss Parkinson's disease, managing off periods, and the use of on-demand therapies. Each podcast will be a one-on-one discussion with a leading movement disorder specialist. These podcasts also include important safety information. This podcast, Management of the Return of Symptoms in Parkinson's Disease, is intended for U.S. healthcare professionals and is brought to you by Accorda Therapeutics. My name is Julia Overman, and I'm a medical science liaison for Accorda Therapeutics. I have the great pleasure of introducing Dr. Jennifer Durfee, Associate Professor of Neurology at Albany Medical Center. Dr. Durfee, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here. Let's start out by discussing off episodes or the return of symptoms in patients with Parkinson's disease. Dr. Durfee, can you give us a little bit of background on how and why off periods occur in Parkinson's disease? Sure. So off periods, also known as off episodes in Parkinson's disease, are defined as when a patient experiences a return of symptoms because their Parkinson's disease medications are wearing off or because they're not working the way that they were expected to. Off periods can occur at any point during Parkinson's disease treatment, but become more frequently seen as the disease progresses. About 40% of patients experience off periods within five years of starting treatment, and then about 70% of patients have them after nine years or more of levodopa treatment. Symptoms of off that people with Parkinson's might experience include both motor and non-motor symptoms. So examples of motor symptoms might be tremor, rigidity, slowness of movement, And then some non-motor symptoms might be things like anxiety, mood changes, or cloudy mind or dullness of thinking. Patients have off periods despite being on maintenance therapy with oral levodopa and um, other medications. The symptoms experienced in an off period may differ from patient to patient or even from day to day in a single patient. There are different types of off periods and it can occur or ways in which symptoms may reemerge. So wearing off is when symptoms return prior to the next scheduled dose of levodopa. A delayed on response may happen when oral levodopa takes longer than usual to provide an effect. A dose failure would occur if the levodopa dose provides none of the usual symptom improvement. And then sometimes patients might also experience unpredictable offs that can happen regardless of optimized treatment. All types of off, the reemergence of symptoms, can be concerning for people with Parkinson's disease and can be physically difficult. I see. Thank you for that overview of off periods. In Bresia, levodopa inhalation powder is indicated for intermittent treatment of off episodes in patients with Parkinson's disease treated with carbidopa levodopa. The effect of Embresia on non-motor symptoms has not been evaluated. Imbresia is an inhaled prescription levodopa medication that contains 42 milligrams of levodopa in each capsule. Imbresia is contraindicated in patients who are taking or who have recently taken, within two weeks, non-selective monoamine oxidase MAO inhibitors, for example, phenylzine and tranylcypramine, due to risk of hypertension. Discontinue use of non-selective MAO inhibitors at least two weeks prior to initiating Imbresia. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information later in the podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about how off periods are managed in patients with Parkinson's disease? And has this changed over time? Yeah, so once off symptoms have emerged, there are various options for treatment. This may begin with levodopa dose fractionation, which might include increasing the carbidopa levodopa dose or the frequency for a patient. 
Strategies might also include switching to an extended release formulation of oral carbidopa levodopa or adding other classes of maintenance drugs used to treat Parkinson's. Some might consider therapies requiring surgical placements such as enteral suspension of carbidopa levodopa or deep brain stimulation. Additionally, an agent specifically designed for off-periods may be used, such as inhaled levodopa powder or embresia, or other approved therapies for on-demand use. An as-needed medication that is indicated for treatment of off-periods as opposed to scheduled therapy can be used specifically for the number of off-periods a patient's experiencing daily and can be adjusted from day to day, which may help the patient avoid taking an additional medication daily. And a dose of embresia, which is two capsules, may be used once per off period and up to five times a day. It should be used as soon as symptoms start to return. So it sounds like there are a variety of options to treat a patient's return of symptoms. Please listen to this selected important safety information. Patients treated with levodopa, the active ingredient in embresia, have reported falling asleep during activities of daily living, including operation of motor vehicles, which sometimes resulted in accidents. Many patients reported somnolence, but some reported no warning signs or sleep attack. This may occur more than a year after initiating treatment. Reassess patients for drowsiness or sleepiness, including occurrence during specific activities. Advise patients of potential for drowsiness and ask about factors that may increase this risk, for example, sedating medications or sleep disorders. Consider discontinuing embresia in patients who report significant daytime sleepiness or falling asleep during activities that require active participation. If continuing embresia, advise patients not to drive and to avoid activities that may result in harm. There is insufficient information that dose reduction will eliminate episodes of falling asleep during activities of daily living. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information later in the podcast. When managing a patient's off periods, what might the clinic visit look like to determine if an as-needed treatment like embresia is an appropriate option? How has the option to use embresia impacted your patient care? Right, so there are several pieces of information that are important to tease out when discussing a patient's off periods. First, I like to find out exactly when and how much medication the patient's taking. For example, a patient may be taking two tablets of carbidopa levodopa every four hours, four times a day, maybe at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. This is important to know because they may have times of the day that they experience certain symptoms, and knowing the dosage schedule can be helpful in determining whether those symptoms might represent off symptoms, even if the patient doesn't recognize that. Second, I'll ask whether they feel a change in their symptoms after a dose, and if so, what that change is, and how long after a dose they feel it. For example, they may tell me that 30 minutes after a dose, it becomes easier to move. Then I'll ask if the medication lasts until their next dose is due or if they feel those symptoms come back before a dose. If so, how long before that dose do they have symptom reemergence? It's important to know that this may vary from dose to dose. In other words, maybe the 11 a.m. dose starts to work in 15 minutes and lasts until 3 p.m., but the 3 p.m. dose works well at the beginning and then might start to wear off an hour before the next dose is due. Third, I'll ask if every dose works as expected. Can they count on the medication kicking in within a certain amount of time? Are there times when a dose seems to take longer than expected to work? Are there doses that never seem to fully work or doses that just don't work at all? Maybe they have doses that are working as expected but then suddenly wear off. I also ask if this unreliability seems to correlate to a heavy meal or times of acute stress. Lastly, I like to know if they're sleeping well. Do they awaken because of symptom reemergence? If so, are they able to get back to sleep? 
Do they need to take medication at night to get back to sleep? And when they get up in the morning, are they in an off state and how long does it last? If a patient is having a very consistent medication response and experiencing predictable off periods, it makes sense to adjust the scheduled medications for better coverage. However, an unpredictable medication response is, by definition, going to be difficult to plan for. This is where an as-needed medication like Embresia can be extremely useful. When patients tell me that they're experiencing sudden offs, delayed ons, unpredictable early wearing off or dose failures, I ask how often this occurs. If it occurs 90% of the time with a specific dose, I would consider adjusting baseline medications. However, if they tell me that 50 to 75% of the time it works great, but the other 25 to 50% of the time they have an unpredictable medication response, I would recommend treating it on an as-needed basis. Embresia can be a great option in this scenario. In clinical trials, Embresia showed significant improvement in motor function at 30 minutes post-dose with onset of action as early as 10 minutes post-dose. Two clinical trials showed that 628 of 629 patients, or 99.8% of patients, were able to self-administer embresia while in an off period after instruction. Given the efficacy and usability seen in clinical trials, embresia may be a good option for many patients. And here is some more important safety information for embresia. Neuroleptic malignant syndrome-like symptoms, for example, elevated temperature, muscular rigidity, altered consciousness, and autonomic instability have been reported with rapid dose reduction, withdrawal of, or changes in dopaminergic therapy. Hallucinations with or without confusion, insomnia, and excessive dreaming may occur and may respond to reducing levodopa therapy. Abnormal thinking and behavior may present with paranoid ideation, delusions, hallucinations, confusion, psychotic-like behavior, disorientation, aggressive behavior, agitation, and delirium. Embresia should ordinarily not be used in patients with major psychotic disorder due to risk of exacerbating psychosis. Dopamine antagonists used to treat psychosis may exacerbate symptoms of Parkinson's disease and may decrease embresia efficacy. Patients on medications that increase central dopaminergic tone, such as embresia, can experience intense urges to gamble or spend money, increase sexual urges, binge eating, and or other intense urges and inability to control them. In some cases, these urges stopped with dose reduction or medication discontinuation. Since some patients may not recognize these behaviors as abnormal, ask patients or their caregivers about development of new or increased urges and consider stopping embresia if this occurs. Embresia may cause or exacerbate dyskinesias. If troublesome dyskinesias occur, consider stopping embresia or adjusting other Parkinson's medications. Embresia is not recommended in patients with asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or other chronic underlying lung disease because of the risk of bronchospasm. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information later in the podcast. Dr. Durfee, can you give us an example of a patient visit where you have made the decision to utilize Embresia instead of increasing baseline medication? Sure. Uh, so I have a patient, Mr. D., who is a 62-year-old man diagnosed with Parkinson's disease nine years ago. Over the time that I've been seeing him, he has demonstrated a very sensitive response to carbidopa levodopa. And early on, he developed severe levodopa-induced dyskinesias. Since then, he's become very regimented and is taking his medication appropriately, but given his early experience with dyskinesia, he has tended to want to undertreat his symptoms rather than take more medication than he feels is necessary. 
Uh, recently, he has developed bothersome off periods. We have worked on adjusting his scheduled medications and added a COMT inhibitor to extend the life of the levodopa. While many doses flow seamlessly into the next, some doses wear off early. We discussed options to reduce his off periods. He is wary of increasing his baseline medications and has preferred instead to just put up with the off symptoms as they occur. In addition, he has started to notice that his doses don't work as well after he eats a meal. Now with Embresia, he's been able to remain on his previous baseline carbidopa levodopa, but does not have to put up with his off symptoms. Embresia has effectively been used to treat his off periods. Thank you for sharing that informative case study with us. And here's the remaining important safety information for Embresia. Monitor patients with glaucoma for increased intraocular pressure. Abnormalities in laboratory tests may include elevations of liver function tests, for example, alkaline phosphatase, AST, ALT, lactic dehydrogenase, and bilirubin, as well as blood urea nitrogen, hemolytic anemia, and positive direct antibody tests. Increased levels of catecholamines and their metabolites in plasma and urine may result in false positive results suggesting pheochromocytoma. The most common adverse reactions that occurred at an incidence of at least 5% and greater than placebo were cough 15% versus 2%, upper respiratory tract infection 6% versus 3%, nausea 5% versus 3%, and sputum discolored 5% versus 0%. Use of selective MAOB inhibitors with embresia may be associated with orthostatic hypotension. Monitor patients taking these drugs concurrently. Isoniazid and dopamine D2 receptor antagonists, for example, phenothiazines, butyrophenones, risperidone, metoclopramide, may reduce levodopa efficacy. Monitor for worsening symptoms. Iron salts or multivitamins with iron salts may reduce levodopa bioavailability. Embresia should be used during pregnancy or nursing only if potential benefit justifies potential risk. There are no adequate data on embresia in pregnant women or breastfed infants. Animal data shows carbidopa levodopa is developmentally toxic, including teratogenicity. Levodopa may affect milk production, interfering with lactation. Levodopa has been detected in human milk. Safety and effectiveness in pediatric patients have not been established. 56 geriatric patients experienced more of the following adverse reactions than 58 patients younger than 65. Cough, 25% versus 5%. Upper respiratory tract infection, 11% versus 2%. Nausea, 7% versus 3%. Vomiting, 4% versus 2%. Pain in extremities, 4% versus 0%. And discolored nasal discharge, 4% versus 0%. Thank you, Dr. Durfee, for your time today and for giving us your insight on the use of embresia and treatment of off-periods in patients on carbidopa levodopa. Thank you so much for having me. Please refer to the full prescribing information, including the instructions for use, available at embresiafullpi.com. There are additional resources at embresia-hcp.com. Accorda Therapeutics, the stylized Accorda Therapeutics logo, and Embresia are all trademarks of Accorda Therapeutics Incorporated. Copyright 2020, Accorda Therapeutics Incorporated, all rights reserved.